everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. Some of the finest hotels, resorts, luxury yachts, exclusive department stores, major hospitals, fine restaurants, the film industry, the list goes on, that carried and carries the genius work of acclaimed contemporary artist Patrick Atkinson, whose life was cut short, and tragically so, at the prime age of 33. So what happened? Why was a successful career, loving family, two adorable sons, a doting mother, a proud father, not enough to stop the tragedy that has become an all too familiar headline in America today? Here to share that story and more and a testimony exclusive is the father of this acclaimed artist and author of his recently released The Road to Recovery, Searching for Salvation, a tribute to the life and art of his son, Patrick Atkinson. Ladies and gentlemen, would you welcome to testimony all the way from North Carolina, Chairman of the Board of Trustees for Brunswick Christian Recovery Center for Men, and soon coming, the Rose House for Women, Mr. Rocky Atkinson. Mr. Atkinson, Rocky, if I may, welcome to Testimony. Thank you so much. Wow, what an introduction. Well, that is just covering the tip of the iceberg, as they say, Mr. Atkinson. What an honor uh, to meet you personally and have you share for our listeners today. First of all, I just want to go on the record by saying your book is fabulous. The artwork stunning and the scriptural references to each pinned by you perfect in tribute to your son and his creative genius. So what happened? Why are we here, Rocky Atkinson? Please tell us that story. It begins about seven years ago. My wife, Dulcie, is at a yoga class. I'm outside, hosing down the driveway, watering plants. She pulls into the driveway and stops about midway, which was unusual. I notice that she's crying. So I race over to the car, I open the door, and she's not crying, she's sobbing. She's got the phone to her ear. And I said, honey, what in the world is wrong? And she says, Patrick's dead. Wow. Jensine, that was the single worst devastating day in our lives. It wasn't like Patrick's been in an accident, let's go to the hospital. It wasn't like he's overdosed, and, but they're working on him. It wasn't like there was any hope or possibility of anything. The only thing I could think of is, well, I wonder if they have the wrong person. But I knew they didn't. I knew they didn't. I knew that Patrick was dead. I collapsed, my wife collapsed. Wow. We were dizzy with grief. Several months later, after the burial, after a beautiful funeral, after family and friends had gone back to their homes, 
I remembered what a cousin had said, and she said, don't let Patrick's death be for naught. That's kind of my nature anyway. So I looked up in the phone book for a recovery center. And that's when I found Brunswick Christian Recovery Center. So Dulcie and I went down and visited with them. Because it was for men, I did most of the talking. And I said, you know, I don't know that much about recovery. I'm sorry to say. And I'm not a particularly good Christian. <laughs> I am a Christian, but I'm on the low end. <laughs> I said, but I've had enough time with our chaplain and minister since Patrick's death to know that he's in heaven. And I pledge, I pledge to God. I said, I am going to become a much better Christian. And my mantra for the last seven years has been, I want to be a better Christian faster hmm. because I love a lot of years. I squandered a lot of years. My goal was to work hard and make as much money as I could. And I did a great job at that, but I wasn't a particularly good Christian. I wasn't serving God. I wasn't glorifying his name. I wasn't doing much of anything. The life that we thought would lead coming to the coast and in retirement, fishing, golf, reading, traveling, seeing the world, was now focused on recovery. Now as a part of that, we had a lot of Patrick's artwork. And I took a, a piece of art, I made a G clay of it, a high resolution scan, framed it, and took it to where Patrick had spent his last days of recovery, Eagle's Nest Regeneration up in Christiansburg, Virginia. But while I was up there, I started thinking, well, you know, we have a lot of his artwork. I wonder, I wonder if I might be able to combine the artwork with Bible verses and with other positive and encouraging and hope-filled observations. So when we got home, I began doing that. And for the next two and a half to three years, that's what we did. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to author Rocky Atkinson. His recently released The Road to Recovery, Searching for Salvation. Before we continue, what was the cause of your son's death? He died of a heroin overdose. And in your book, I read that it was accidental. It was accidental. Okay. When did you first notice that there may be a problem? Did Patrick confide in you, in anyone? When we were talking off the record, this was something you had been dealing with, with your son for 10 years in recovery, in and out. Can you talk about that? We knew that Patrick had a problem. His mentor uh, was a heroin addict. And Patrick loved this fella, and he learned from this fella. This fella influenced Patrick. And, you know, since I've been working in recovery, I have met and worked with and listened to maybe four or 500 men. I've heard a lot of stories and a lot of reasons about how they began using drugs, from sheer boredom to they weren't happy with themselves, they didn't feel right in their own skin. Patrick never actually said, Dad, this is why I began. 
I think it can be for the most innocent of reasons. Your friends are doing it, you do it, they don't become addicted, you do. When we were at one of the recovery centers, I was talking to a counselor and I, I told him, I said, you know, I did a lot of partying in college. Is it possible Patrick's just a party boy? He looked at me like I had three heads and said, <laughs> uh, no, he's an addict. He's mm, an addict. Yeah. So I wish I had a better answer for you that could say, pinpoint and say, this is the reason. But I think it was a lot of reasons. And also, when you lose a child, or a wife, or a husband, there are many, many questions that are never answered. You have many more questions than you have answers. That leads me to my next question. What efforts, methods were used in trying to reach and help your son? In other words, what advice do you have for parents, spouses, children, of what not to do concerning someone who is an addict? Well, first of all, you've got to be diligent. Even the smartest, most attractive, kindest, and gentle of children can wind up being an addict. The one thing that most parents do is they're enablers. Early on, they don't think it's possible and they're thinking it's like a horrible case of the flu, and if I can get him away from this stuff for a month or two, he's going to be okay. They don't realize that addiction to drugs and alcohol are a lifetime ordeal that you're dealing with. They're also not aware that just because someone goes off to a recovery center for 30 days, 60 days, or six months, that they're not recovered. They are recovering. The effort and energy needs to be expended every day by the man or woman in recovery to not use that day. It's not something you store up. You can't go to recovery for six months and say, well, I'm good for the next six months because I learned a lot. And that's not the case. It's a day-by-day -day thing. It's like growing as a Christian. You can't go to church or church Bible school you can't have heavy doses of religion and say, okay, I'm good now. I don't need to go to church for this next year or two. That's not the case. These are two things, and in Christian recovery, that you're learning. You need to be a better and, and maturing Christian while you're becoming a better and maturing addict in recovery. Much like the scripture that one must push on to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. It doesn't say to sit back. It is a push. We have to be intentional about it. And as a successful businessman all your life, certainly you were that, your beautiful family. And so it's not how perfect a person is, how well they've lived their life. If I'm hearing you correctly, it's that when that drug gets into that system of any human being, no matter how perfect, gifted, talented, Christian or not, it will have its effect unless it can be treated, unless deliverance can come, and that can get totally eradicated out of a person's system. How important of a role did God play in Patrick's life? You say he was a Christian. He is in heaven. You are yourself a born-again Christian, beautifully written and outlined in your book, The Road to Recovery. 
What was Patrick's reach to Jesus the last year or so of his life? Patrick had been to several Christ-based recovery facilities. And he listened intently and he learned well. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to author, speaker, and chairman of the Board of Trustees, Brunswick Christian Recovery Center for Men, and soon to come, the Rose House for Women, Mr. Rocky Atkinson, whose son, acclaimed contemporary artist, Patrick Atkinson, is the subject in life and in art of the beautifully illustrated the Road to Recovery, Searching for Salvation. You can learn more about Rocky's work, ministry, and mission by visiting theroadtorecoverybook.com and bcrcrecovery.org and support this work. Get this book. You will be blessed, inspired, and given hope that you did. Mr. Atkinson Rocky, truly, you have had to suffer what no father and family should, the devastating loss of a precious and talented son, gone way too soon. Your tribute in word and scripture is the perfect complement to your son Patrick, his creative genius on canvas, making your book, The Road to Recovery, a must-get and then share with anyone suffering from addiction of any kind. We thank you and God bless you. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D dot com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.